1: See, si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por am just going
0: to pour myself another bourbon and just let
1: this <laughs> thing roll. All
0: right, welcome to the latest edition of the
1: FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Oh, silence. No Brian. No Brian Chesko today. Uh, re- regular listeners, we know that most of you tune in and Brian's your... Favorite podcast host among the three of us. We know this is true, and that's fine. We're fine with that, right? In Dave? fact, at this point, you might as well just shut it off <laughs> because he's not showing up today. He's not going to be here for this one. Every once in a while, we do a two-man show as opposed to the usual three-man. That's show. correct. Uh, this is going to be one. It's of always a less episodes. of a show. It is. No it matter is. who is missing. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna miss Brian uh, for what he won't be bringing tonight, which is. Uh, Uh, snappy one-liners and long-winded xg monologues Uh, right we we will miss both brian we won't have good wait why am i talking to him he's not even gonna listen to this no you're right he doesn't listen yeah so so he won't even know that you were talking
0: a little bit of trash yeah well i was oh yeah at hole might tell him because he likes to stir up trouble he actually does listen uh one of our uh, all-star
1: listeners in our slack channel that's right that's right Uh, But uh, we'll do the best that we can. Maybe that just means, Dave, that you and I will have to argue more.
0: That probably won't be a problem based on uh, this past weekend's events.
1: Well, we have an agenda that uh, highlights what took place during this past weekend. We are sitting here on Monday night as Game Week 5 has just ended. And we will uh, discuss all of the real life and fantasy implications of Game Week 5. Sure. Getting you ready for Game Week 6. If you follow us on social media, let me just put this in the beginning, Dave, if I might you follow us on social media you know that uh, i've already made my transfers for game week six really i had some money in the bank look at you i know and i figured i'll go ahead and take the negative four because there's two guys that i think everyone needs to have right now okay harry kane and bruno fernandez a lot of people Want yeah. to own both of those guys? By the time anyone listens to what I'm saying, those those guys' prices will probably be different from what they are right now. They so I've made my will. transfers. Um, I'm sending out a bombing in Bamford for those two gentlemen. It's
0: not horrible. Now look, Bamford didn't point this week, Scott. Uh, but up until this week, the first three weeks he pointed. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. he got you returns. It's probably a better way to say it than pointed. He got you returns the first three weeks. He did not against City and he did not against Wolves. But I believe uh, Bamford is still is still solid. But I absolutely, absolutely understand solid. your move to get Kane. Kane is right now the
1: highest scorer in Premier League. So why not do that? Yep, that's right. If you follow us on social media, this is why I, I'm discussing this right now, you already know this because we've posted this on our Instagram account, our Twitter account, on our Facebook account. And we also have a Patreon site where... Dave mentioned our Slack workspace earlier. Uh, we have tiers at our Patreon site. Uh, all you got to do is look up FPL America podcast and all those places. and You can find us, follow us, uh, track our, our movements, see what we're discussing, see the things that we're doing with our lineups, reach out to us, give us fantasy advice, let us know what you think about our show. And at Patreon, if you follow us at a, a select tier, uh, which we have chosen a micro-donation approach this year, uh, so it is very inexpensive uh if you follow us, you can enter into our Slack workspace and be part of our almost twenty four seven discussion. It of sure feels like FPL it. in the Premier League. Uh only once in a while does it get crazy and out of hand and, and we start to fight with each other. Um <laughs> like during the Everton Liverpool match. <laughs> uh but let's let's wait on that. Let's uh let's go ahead and get on into this and we'll discuss everything that uh, that we have to say here about game week five leading into game week six.
0: Um we? Scott, let's um let's get into this.
1: Let's start with something fantasy-relevant. The aforementioned Harry Kane and son of Spurs. Both of them incredibly hot right now in FPL. Both of them make the Game Week 5 dream team. Kane with 16 fantasy points and son with 13.
0: Scott, unfortunately I had to do a little bit of, of work this weekend. I was helping out a friend, remodel a bathroom, and so I had the games on when I was watching, so... The the Spurs match comes on and I'm in the middle of working and I'm listening to it and watching. I'm not watching every moment, but I'm able to I can tell when I need to look over. And oh my goodness, 45 seconds in, it's like Sun scores. And of course I captained him, but normally I'd be pretty pumped, but heck, it seemed like everyone captained Sun this week. So I wasn't really gaining an advantage. But you of course you love to see the most jolly man in the Premier League when he is happy. No one is happier than Hyun-Ming Sun, and so he scores 45 seconds into the match, yep. and it is like, yes, like no, no, well, even as an Arsenal
1: fan, I'm like, yes, like go, son, like yeah. yes, I love it when you're happy. He ran into Harry Kane's arms, yes, left into Harry Kane's arms, like like I'm here for you, daddy, and had the biggest happy face. Oh, like. Shaking, he was so happy. Oh, he's just unbelievable. And you couldn't help but smile and have a warm heart. And, and
0: Harris, somehow playing as a number 10, was way back in the, and, and served him <laughs> that ball. It was re- filthy. Yeah. A yeah. filthy Bruno Fernandez, James Rodriguez type of a pass. Sure. Kevin Bruyne, insert good passer. Mm-hmm. Harris pulled that off. Yeah, And uh, so that was fantastic. And obviously then Spurs, within the next 10 minutes, well, they they flipped roles, right? Yeah, the next yeah. goal was Sun serves up Kane, yeah. and then uh, I can't remember someone else serves up Kane again. Yep. And bottom line is this: it was three nothing. Yeah. Spurs flying. Spurs are going to win the league. Yeah, that's exactly what. That's what it <laughs> felt like.
1: <laughs> that's what you said in our Slack workspace. Our Spurs going to win the league. <laughs> yeah, they look
0: way better yeah. than anyone else right now. Yeah. And and you know what? And, and credit to Mourinho. So I'm watching the rest of the game. But the rest of the game is fairly, you know, they kind of begin in the second half to kind of meander through it. And West Ham, to their credit, continued to push. And at the 84th minute, they end up getting a set piece. uh, from Not close. And I don't remember who kicks it in. It might have been Bowen. But – or – it doesn't matter. If only there was a way, Scott, we could we could if only in my research would have been proper.
1: I'm and not I'm not rescuing you. I don't care enough to look it bottom up. Bottom line is a ball is served in deep,
0: Valbuena goes flying in the air, and West Ham breaks the clean sheet. Yeah. Announcers are like, hey, Mourinho's probably like all he really probably wanted was to finish this game out and get a clean sheet. Sure. And so you don't think much of it. Well, West Ham, Scott, you know, Mark Noble looks out there and goes, you know, And he's threatening guys. Like He's pointing and threatening. And they look over and they're like, well, locker room dad says we better play. We better play. So, so West Ham just continues to bomb forward. And they get a stroke of luck. And a cross comes in and Sanchez. On goal, right? Gets yeah. the on goal. So now. Now it's on. De- deficit's won. Yeah. Game on.
1: Yeah.
0: And there's five, five, six minutes left. Yeah. They push and push and push and push. In the last second of injury time. Ironically, right near where they got their first set-piece free kick, they got their second. They bomb it in, and, and this is how it happened. I'm watching up to this point. As the ball gets booted out mm-hmm. in real time of the box, I look away because I think the game's over. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I hear bananas go, and I look back down Lanzini's running around with his shirt off mm-hmm. and I'm like what did I miss? Mm-hmm. I Thomas yeah. Jefferson from Hamilton, what did I miss? Yeah. And I by the way I watched that for the first time the other day. Uh excellent. Yeah. Um, I knew you'd like it. So, uh so anyways, going back to what we're talking about, bottom line is I had to watch the replay to watch Lanzini's wonder 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 strike. strike I mean right? it was incredible. Uh, is that goal of the
1: year? I think with the uh with the moment that it came in Dying seconds of the match and the way that goal was scored. And Lloris got to, like
0: four fingers on it. It's going to be hard he to beat. He almost saved it. Yeah. It's just brutal. And, and you know what? Uh, and I started this whole uh, long diatribe to say that uh, Mourinho had said, football happened. Mm. Football happened today. Like, what, like people say, what, what happened to your team? Yeah. Football kind of happened. No one planned that. We were cruising. Yeah. And they got two different strokes of luck. Sure, the first set piece, they they got legit. The own goal, luck. The last thing, Lanzini Lanzini lashing out at a ball. He misses
1: that 99
0: times out of 100.
1: Football happened. Yeah.
0: Two quotes. There's two quotes this week. Lampard gave me
1: one that I love, too. All right, so uh, manager quote of the week, part one, Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho, football happened. Football happened. happened. I like that. Hey, can I tell you a quick story? Sure. So I think listeners of this podcast know my saga with Son this season. Yes, Brought it's been love-hate. Brought him in, and then he was hurt, so I used my wild card because I had other moves I needed to make, and if Sun's not going to be my lineup either, I don't want to take all the negative points to make all these changes, only to find that Sun was not hurt as badly as it seemed at first, and, uh, and he has a wonderful match. And so then this week, KDB gets hurt, and I've got to make a move. And mm. I, could, I could go to Bruno. I thought about going to Bruno. Right. From KDB, that's an easy move to make. But I was like, you know what, Sun makes more sense here. And I'm looking at my lineup, and Sun playing West Ham. I just think, not only that, he's my best option for captain. Yeah. And I posted a video on social media my my despair at realizing this. Like, I just you have to give in to the system sometimes. I've I've registered my dislike of FPL so far this season. Uh, I think pretty thoroughly. The fact that I had to make that transfer back to Sun take a negative 4 to do it and put the captain on him. I was certain something bad was going to happen. But as you mentioned 45 seconds in, the negative 4 instantly becomes worth it. Yeah. Sun as my captain. Yeah. It suddenly Sun was the was the one main bright spot in my lineup <laughs> this past week. And so I don't know that I'm ever going to look at Sun and I, and and feel like I can share fully in his happy feelings. But at least he gave me you know what you 26 fantasy did points did great did yeah. great let's move on real quick anything else we need to talk about other than the, uh, the yes. fantastic ridiculousness yes. of of this crazy match where football happened uh, uh yes so we need to give out the Christian Benteke wasteful player of the week award dave really right off the top In and it goes match. to a uh a uh, 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 Newcomer to the league, at least for a while, for the first time in a while. By the way,
0: Regulon's cross to Kane.
1: Yeah, that's who it was, and that was sick. Was so filthy good. Yep, you're right. Was so filthy good. Yeah. Uh, no, the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week award goes to Gareth Bale. His late miss was costly. That's was crazy, costly. right? I was excited. I was excited to get in and watch him play.
0: Uh, Spurs cruising. I feel like we. I mentioned this in our Slack space. I said. Look, I, I think this is a a perfect moment for him to come in where he doesn't have to be the man. he can just fit in. There's not a whole lot of pressure. and you know what ironically, he gets a a, a amazing chance to score and and blast it wide. Um, and goodness gracious, at that moment it's three nothing. No one seemed to care. yeah, a fourth goal ends the game. well you, now granted, you would have thought betters would have taken hey. You know it's the seventy fifth minute right uh what do you wanna bet West Ham or uh t- what do you wanna bet Spurs win? a lot of bettors take that bet, so i you know it is what it is
1: a lot of people myself included have uh made sure to make moves to get Kane and son into their lineups. Do you have both Kane and son in your lineup Bill? I do
0: not. I own sun um I had considered Kane, but right now. And I I might be able to get to him, but I'm kind of committed to where I am. If I was wild-carding, absolutely I would bring him in uh, with his form and the way things are going. I I just don't uh, see why why not, honestly. Their next upcoming games are at Burnley, uh, home to Brighton, at West Brom. All seem to be decent. But here's the thing, though. Uh, All those teams can play you tough. But uh, Jose Mourinho has – I've never seen – um, yes, they gave up that lead. Uh, yeah. Football happened. Huh. But up until that point, like West Ham had almost zero good chances. Sure. They did not look like the team that gave Arsenal a hard time that came out and smacked Wolves. Uh, they looked like um, a team, like a newly promoted team, really, for most of the first half of that game until the last few few minutes. And And, and you know what, you know, Football happened, and, and they were able to get back and, and draw the game, celebrating wildly. Um, but you know what? They all knew how ridiculous that was. They were dead to rights. They got smoked all game. Anyways, so, yes, I uh, only own Son, do not own Kane, and regretfully
1: would like to own him. Sure. There's another forward who had an excellent week in game week five, and... Uh... This you can only describe as patience as a virtue. Those who stuck with, held the faith in Timo Werner, were finally rewarded 16 so fantasy is points this, for Timo is this Werner.
0: holding the faith, or is this just being wildly dumb? That's because, the question. Because here's the thing, Scott. Sure, you could be like, I'm going to keep Chelsea forward. And if you hold him all year, he'll finally score
1: something. Isn't that a good strategy, though, on some level? No!
0: Not when you got you got other guys who are scoring. Look, just because Callum Wilson did not score this week, he scored three out of the first five weeks. He didn't score this past week. So what? My guess is Scott, the big one of the big dumb mass moves of the week will be to sell Callum Wilson. But that's 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 stupid. They're they're at Wolves, home to Everton, at Southampton. They're not playing any. I mean, those teams aren't aren't stiff they're gonna give up
1: goals yeah for sure but
0: but bottom line is just because Callum wilson did not score this past week just because philip banford didn't score this past week doesn't mean i'm selling them
1: but aren't you using the same argument to say not to go to verner like hold the gout those guys that you have fair and that, i understand
0: your point but here's my thing with verner he had gone three weeks in a row
1: yeah yeah for sure no, so and that's but that's 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 the thing with this game, isn't it? With FPL in general. I can't judge anyone who owns Timo Werner because I have stubbornly held on to, up until this moment, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. He's now out of my lineup for the first time this season. Lost a couple of tenths on him. And Trent Alexander-Arnold is still in my lineup and will be for game week six because I'm not going to take a negative eight. And so I, I can't criticize. That's the question. though. Like, Werner, Aubameyang, TAA, those are great players at their positions. That's the question, though, is... When is the right time to bring them in? When is the right time to send them out for guys who are in form? That's what makes this game so hard and so fun at the same time.
0: Scott, I could argue on both sides. I could say, well, listen, Burner's just finally taking him a little bit to come into some form, mm-hmm. right? It's just taking him a little in, bit in to get league. acclimated. That's right, that's right. right. And yep. so all of a sudden, well, of course he's a quality player. He's gonna, Of course he's going to do this. And he comes in against Southampton and does this. and And then – so it just took him a few games to get going. On the other hand, you could say, "Why'd you stick with him?" Just like I I did earlier, right? Yeah. truly you could play both sides. I I for me, I don't love Chelsea mojo. So yeah, they end up drawing this game. But they too, what seemed to be up three nothing. They never were up three nothing on Southampton, but they were up at least three to one. And you know they, they had
1: a couple. Yeah, they had a couple of leads uh, that that disintegrate. They
0: took a draw as well. Yeah. I like Spurs offensive players moving forward way more than Chelsea's, but Chelsea's are cheaper.
1: Well Sun and Kane are going to play. Werner's probably going to play. Werner's playing. But that midfield is very interchangeable. Havertz has played pretty much every game and when Pooh Lissick is healthy, he plays. That's true, and he is healthy, and he played in this match. You like Havertz and what he's done the last three matches, five, six, seven. I would take that continuing all the way through the rest of the season, if only that were possible. Sure. Uh, But it's, you know, I mean, okay, N'Golo Conte's, but he's played every match. I'm just looking at guys who have played, uh, you know, four matches. Mason Mount has played, or he's at least scored fantasy points in four out of the five. But other than that, there's not a lot of consistency there. Um, Scott? Yeah. Georginio? He's he's given me points in three matches and he gave you he gave you another 5 here five, this past two? week. $5.2 dollars? Yeah. As my cheapest midfielder? You have him in your lineup? I do. Yeah. Yeah, he's And he's,
0: he's on penalties. He's, and this yeah. this
1: is the year of the penalty. He is probably the best uh fifth uh, midfielder right now. There's there's really no question about it. Uh, on the Southampton side of the ball, Che Adams also made the dream team. He's your third forward there with 11 fantasy points of his own. He finally looked like a Premier League forward for the first time in a while. I love the uh, Scott. What's the proper word
0: here? It's not the dichotomy, but the, the interchange. The the Ings is a eight five and Adams is a five eight. Oh, interesting. So okay. there's a word for that.
1: Yeah, that's not what I was. Thinking I don't know what saying. that
0: word is. I wish I was smarter. I lean on you to be my wordsmith. You failed me. Bottom line <laughs> is, whatever that word is, that's going <laughs> on. No, Chay, Look, uh, Ings has outscored him thirty-one to twenty-one. Ings is. Oh, let me tell you something. He's the man. Adams in the last two out of the last three weeks is getting you some getting you some returns. Uh, you can steal some money there. Now, look, I don't. I'm not. Willing to say that Adams is going to outscore Ings on the season. But if, if he's within, I don't know, 20, 30 points of Ings by the end of the season. At, at those
1: two prices. Now, there's you know, 10
0: points separating now through six games. Are so, you really
1: recommending, though, that someone who owns Ings go to Adams instead? Because you're not going to have both, Well, right? Scott,
0: if you're trying to make some money up to get to Kane, yeah, yeah that could be – look,
1: yeah. I
0: would dare say – and I'm going to look it up right now. Because, because if you
1: have DCL, you're not getting rid of him. That's why I sent Bamford no, out. No, of course not. Bamford is right in the same price as uh, as Adams is. And so, you know, whether it's Bamford or Adams, uh, you know, obviously, you know, those guys are enablers for you to be able to also go to Harry Kane.
0: Adams, by far, is the cheapest, highest scoring forward. Okay? He's, overall. Overall, currently. He's yeah. right behind Richarlison, and he's got 21 points. And he's right behind Lacazette and Jimenez. Okay, so right above him is Watkins at a six. 0 I take that back. Bamford is at a thirty-two. Okay, so Bamford. But look, let's say you wanted to go Kane, Bamford, and and Adams, really, and and leave out DCL, which obviously sounds kind of crazy. But then you load up your midfield with Salah, Sterling, you know, and 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 other guys. Look, there's plenty of ways you can set your teams up, and that's what
1: makes this game so yeah. great, and that's why we love to play it. Well, I, I had my team set up until literally 30 minutes ago so that I had no premium forwards, and, and I made the move now you to have get one. Harry Kane. Yeah, exactly right. And I didn't really completely sack. I mean, Aubameyang, not worth having at this point in the season. Uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, he's not lighting the world on fire at the moment. And so
0: he doesn't – there's not great form. Now, look, he can score two goals next week. I told you pre-pod yeah. that
1: – Don't oversell Aubameyang when you undersell them No, 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 no the I'm
0: not. But what I said to you was – you asked me about Kane. and I said, yeah, I would do it because Kane can score a hat trick. I think it's like four or five guys that have hat trick potential.
1: Yeah.
0: Aubameyang, I don't remember the last time he scored a hat trick. He could. I don't remember the last time he – Not in this arsenal. Mane – Mane doesn't score hat tricks. Monty scores goals and assists, but when was the last time Money had a hat trick? Yeah. Salah scores hat tricks. Yeah. Sterling scores hat tricks. Aguero's hat tricks. Kane hat tricks. Yeah. And Vardy. That's like the
1: end of the list. Yeah. There's not many guys. Sure. Just saying. Yeah. No, it's valid. All right. So that takes care of Chelsea and Southampton. Let's go to the hottest club in the league. Hold on
0: yeah I'm gonna do my best Brian here yeah that is you' you're doing great. Pulisic did not give us an offensive return no how did he look um I thought he looked pretty good okay and i'm just i'm he blended
1: just, in at times to me though
0: i'm i'm ready i'm ready to to give him a look okay. uh i, I want to show i don't want to show my American bias here, mm-hmm. but he fantasy was, points he's a massive impact player for Chelsea our fantasy points he's a massive impact player for Chelsea. When he has been healthy, he has been scoring. He gave a hockey assist to one of the goals here. I don't remember which one, but he set up the assister. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just I just want to throw that out there. I know that we've talked about him in the past. I don't want to. Chelsea has other other players that I'm not necessarily willing to move towards. I'm not touching anyone in their defense. Um, and then Werner only as a striker, and then a couple midfielders, Havertz, Pulisic, and look, some people might want to go to Mount, but.
1: I don't trust Mount's playing no. time. Anyways, that's no. all I got. All right, let's let's uh, let's go next to the hottest team in the league. There's only one team in the Premier League with a 100% record so far this season. It's Aston Villa. Aston Villa wins on a late goal from Ross Barkley. Uh, Ross Barkley makes your dream team with 11 fantasy points. Scott, they are the fighting villains. They are the
0: fighting Martinezes, <laughs> And... Uh, I want to be on record and say that Martinez was the greatest signing that their club's ever had, and he'll make a complete difference in their entire squad. So far, (laughs) I have been right. And I know, I know what you want to do. You are going to try to poo-poo on this, and you're going to say Villa's going to crash, and they are going to fail, and Villa is your new club that you are going to love to hate. And I'm telling you that Emiliano Martinez makes me love Villa and I want him to win every game. I love that they're higher than Arsenal
1: in the table for gate, four matches into the season. Well, Emiliano Martinez is my set it and forget it goalkeeper for the rest of the first half of the season, barring injury. Sure. And he, uh, I mean, I wasn't planning on it, but here's a match where he gave me nine fantasy points. Unbelievable. In this match against Leicester. Uh, I do think that Villa are in for some more uh, difficult days ahead. Sure. They have not had any major injuries. Uh, Here's the thing. Isn't it amazing? This this tells me that soccer, football, is as much an emotional sport as it is a physical sport. Aston Villa is the case for soccer as an emotional as much as a physical sport. Let me explain. Villa essentially made four significant signings this past summer, right? Okay. They bought two guys from the championship, good players, Ollie Watkins, Watkins and Matty Cash. And Matty Cash. Good players, starting for them, but, but from which, the championship. Which are
0: proper signings for their club. For a
1: mid-table Premier League Absolutely. club. Yes. No doubt. As I would say, that's good business. A backup goalkeeper. Technically, Emiliano Martinez is a backup goalkeeper. Anyone who knows anything knows that he was the best keeper on Arsenal. I agree with you. And he has shown
0: he's the best keeper in the league. I'm on your side here. Okay. But you hear my point. All you people that just flinched when I said that, start watching things. He's the best (laughs) keeper in the league.
1: And a journeyman midfielder in In Ross Barkley. Barkley. I know. Those are their four signings. And this club has gone, it seems, from a occluded referee mistake goal away from being relegated relegated. true they they were rescued by a mistake the points literally state in the table for the uh 1920 season that that goal is what kept villa up yeah i mean you could point to other things too i get but they are a referee mistake away from being relegated and now five matches into the new season which is a small but also not a completely insignificant number. Four matches for Villa, I get it. But five game weeks into the season, they are the only club with a 100% record. You can't tell me that the other seven guys that are exactly the same, and those four additions, as I described them, is enough to take that club from relegation to 100% record. Scott? Soccer is as much an emotional sport as it is a physical sport. Yes
0: and no. And this is why. Well, no, you know what? Fairness, what I'm about to say is probably going to support more of what you just said. And that is, I'm telling you, I used to play. And I played at a, at a high school level, at a travel ball level, non-professional level. There is a difference. And I played on a team. We had an excellent defense. And we had one the, probably the best goalkeeper around. We did not have a great offensive team and and we that would but our defense and goalkeeper would keep us in games and we would win more games than we should and our goalkeeper we knew that if we made a mistake that he had our back and that we could play a little differently because we knew like the confidence back there and he bossed us around that it makes a difference oh my gosh it makes a difference having martinez back there makes tyrone ming's better makes konza better and then whoever else is playing in their wing back position or not their wing back in their fullback positions, it makes them Target. better. Now, this is not the Ross Barkley that showed up to Chelsea. Okay. Ross Barkley was at Everton, was was had all this noise and flash, moves to Chelsea in a big signing move and never really takes off at Chelsea.
1: He did that thing that English players should never do.
0: He left he left the club. He should have stayed at Everton. Yeah. And you know what? That maturity now, he goes to Villa. And he goes there with a different maturity and a different outlook. And the other guys see him come in, and they're like, hey. And I'm telling you, there's a different feel to it. And they also bring in this young Buck Watkins, who's the new DCL. You see what I did there,
1: right? Like, Watkins, no one's leaning on him. But he... I mean, I have a bet with you that Watkins won't be as good as you're saying. But, but carry on. That's fair. I'm not carry saying
0: – no, 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 no. Hold on. DCL up until last year, I, I mean, I'd have to look. But my gut says he never scored – Seven more, seven more than DCL seven goals. The was this frustratingly
1: inconsistent. Right, he was young. And he he was still young. is young. And all I'm saying is, Watkins is young. Watkins could be last year's I don't DCL. even know if Watkins is 20 yet. I uh, yeah, 19 or 20, maybe. That right. right, but that's he could be last. Yeah, last year's DCL. I could very easily go there with you for sure. Okay, yeah. and and that's all I'm saying. Sure, like he's not. He's not. You know, DCL kind of grew up into a man. Watkins has had one great Premier League match so far. Let me. Let's be clear. He looks good, and this is your point last week. He's got twenty five points on the season, but right. nineteen of them were in one match. Don't know. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah.
0: So, anyways, bottom line is this: you're right. It is an emotional sport. It's also a mental sport, and yeah. I would go mental more than emotional. But it's both. It's both. You can't. It's it's mental, emotional, and physical. And that's probably why we love it so much. It matters. That stuff matters. Having a proper locker room matters. Mm-hmm. When there's it, yeah. there's a couple different sports. Baseball's one. Mm-hmm. Uh football's one uh, uh European football, world football, not American football. Yeah. Soccer is one that if, if if the locker room isn't right, it's gonna show itself on the field for That's whatever right. reason. I don't feel like basketball's like that. I don't think American football's like that, but for whatever reason and I don't I'm not familiar enough with rugby,
1: across and other sports. I have a theory as to why that is. Okay. Uh, football is very heavily reliant on a few position players. It's okay. a strong link sport. Right. You, a great quarterback can overcome a multiple American of football. American football. Okay. Uh, basketball is also a strong link sport. You can have two superstars and you can overcome some weak links on your yeah. team. In soccer and in baseball, it's yeah. a weak link sport. You're as good as your worst that's player. That's fair. And that's why it, it makes a difference. Okay. You, you okay. need those leaders to bring up. Uh, have you watched any baseball? In yeah, this, this only, only
0: yeah. As a, as a uh, again uh, an Atlanta fan, it's oh, just more misery, sorry, man. Yeah, right? Seriously. It's like I yeah, it's just yeah. yeah. So You're I, I didn't the, watch much until the playoffs. The Dodgers
1: beat the Braves, so the the Astros and Rays played in the American League Championship Series, and there was a moment where I think it was Game Six of the ALCS. Um, the Astros pitcher Valdez and one of the Rays hitters were chirping at each other, and Carlos Correa who's the Astros shortstop right. went up to his pitcher and blasted away verbally at him sure and and the announcer's like I've never I haven't seen anything like this in years if ever but it was a leader yeah. going up to one of his players and saying listen we they were in a good spot at that point the last thing you need to do is give the rays motivation before yeah. and so he recognized that and he he you know he laid into his pitcher you need that in baseball you need that locker room dad in football yeah. uh, uh, world you know so, in soccer and and it's because those are weak link sports. Villa, for whatever reason, they have found the players in the right places, even though none of those guys are flashy. None of those are Manchester City signings. I am
0: not going to say that they're going to have a Leicester type of season. Oh, okay? yeah. No but way. I'll say this. Scott, when you look at it, because there's no Vardy in this team, all I'm saying is this. Uh, McGinn, we've seen his best, and it's good. Grealish, we've seen his best, and it's good. It's very good. Barkley... I don't know if we've seen his best, but what he's had is pretty good, and so all I'm saying is they have players, Trezeguet and others who who can play. Uh, look, ride the team; they got good mojo now. Yeah. Don't poo-poo them. You're probably right; they'll it'll it'll fizzle at some point. Uh yeah. But ride the Villa train as long as you can.
1: Yeah, thirteenth uh, place, Aston Villa. When all is said and done. Yeah. Uh, look again. Take advantage of it.
0: Enjoy it for what it is. And, look, Grealish is fourth in overall midfield scoring, and McGinn is ninth or tenth. I can't add quickly enough down there. Just trust
1: me. I mean, there. when you have a 100% record, you're going to have guys who are placed high in the fantasy stadium. Look, they, they played a Sheffield team that perennially in the last few
0: years has been tough defensively. They beat them. They, <laughs> they haven't played in the league for a few years, but I, your point is correct. Go ahead. Okay. Last year, they're in the top half of the table, scoring the fewest amount yes. of goals to finish in the top half of the table ever. Okay. They play Fulham next match. They kind of smacked them around. Then they have the epic game against Liverpool, where football at, happened. Where football happened. <laughs> yeah. And then and then they beat a Leicester team. Yeah. This was a. This All I'm was, saying is no. like, like after the after Liverpool, you're like, okay, what do they really have? Well, now Scott, coming off of a big game, they really showed out.
1: I mean, Leicester was the Scott, better team. Scott, you would have
0: said, you would have bet before this game that this would have been a
1: letdown game. Yes, I, I would. know you. Yes, I would have. And you know what? They end up winning the game. Yeah, but Leicester was the better team for the majority of this match. Did they win the game? They stole the points. But you're right. I mean, they, they it probably should have been nil-nil. And Ross Barkley had a moment of brilliance. And they got the three points. They got the three points, Dave. You, you hear me, right? They got the three points. Points are points. Points are points. That's what matters. I'm telling you, they lose against Leeds.
0: And they might. And they might. And I'm not – I'm not – but all if, if Emiliano Martinez is
1: in the goal, good luck. <laughs> all right, Newcastle 1, Manchester United 4. And, yes, I am absolutely avoiding the Merseyside Derby as long as I possibly can. I mean, can. I figure we'll get there eventually, I Scott. Mean, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, three Red Devils made the Dream Team. Three. Marcus Rashford with 15 points. Hey, I got all those points. You have Rashford's points? I do have Rashford's points. Bruno Fernandez continued his hot streak uh, with 11, and Harry Maguire gave you 8 for those who are brave enough to have Harry Maguire. Who is owning Maguire?
0: I don't know. He has 11 points on the season. He's owned, Scott, by 2.9% of people. I don't understand you, but you know what? That's what makes this game great. Everyone can make their own decisions. Hey, <laughs> Fernandez hit a at 10.5, 31 points. Rashford, 9.5, 26 points. Five points separating them, a whole pound-dollar difference. Do I need to make a change? I own Rashford. Do I need to try to get to Fernandez? Fernandez is on penalties. I love that. I could probably after I make if I end up sending Virgil out, and and I need to refresh this page because at this point, if he hasn't lost a, a tenth yet, He's yes, coming. he has not lost a tenth yet. <laughs> okay, so I, it gives me another day of deciding. All right. Okay, I, I think he'll lose
1: a tenth tomorrow. So unfortunately, I have to get Virgil out of there. Did you break into an instant sweat waiting for a little bit? A little bit.
0: A little bit. It is what it is, as in quotes they say. So. <laughs> Should I, should I be looking to move to, to Fernandez or like, no, Rashford's fine. Rashford's going to be good.
1: I mean, I think Rashford's fine, especially if he's, what, your third highest-priced midfielder? Uh, He's my second
0: high. I mean, I got Sterling, Rashford's son, Rodriguez, and Jorginho. I, mean, that's I a love, great midfield. I love right my now.
1: midfield. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's a problem. I, I think what you get with Bruno is a little bit more consistency. Like, look at the last three weeks, 12, 6, 11. Bruno's getting a six where Rashford's getting a two. And I think that maybe is what what gives you a a little bit more from Bruno over the course of the season. But I don't think you're gonna be upset about Rashford at that price point with what he gives you. I feel like, and I can't say it's happened much.
0: I feel like Rashford has uh sterling like hat-trick potential.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, well, here we're fifteen points from Rashford, where Bruno gave you eleven. You know? I mean, last week I think that's six. Bruno's the only one who gave any kind of return against Tottenham because of I think it was a penalty kick, right? Yeah. Which is where the penalty kicks come in with Bruno too. Uh, Rashford takes him occasionally, but Bruno typically takes them on the pitch. The, he takes yeah. Him. It's just, but Rashford, fifteen points is a great score, and you're going to take that. And and Rashford can do that. He could do that every other week for the rest of the season.
0: Could. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm not. I'm not willing to make that move yet. I'm. I'm happy
1: enough. His fifteen made me definitely feel better about owning him this week. So. People who've been playing this game for a couple of years, uh, you know, you know the name Aaron Wan-Bissaka uh, because you know two years ago he's playing for Crystal Palace and and he's everyone's favorite discount. He's the Tyreek Mitchell two years ago of Fantasy Premier League. That's true. Good. Well said. And then he goes to uh, United and has an okay season last year with an okay United team, especially at the end of last season during Project Restart. Obviously, United has just struggled through these first few weeks of the season. Here he scores a goal. Doesn't make the dream team. He probably could have, though. I mean, if it's not McGuire, Aaron Wan-Bissaka also scores eight points because he also scores a goal. Because his last two scores are one and negative one. These are technically his first eight points of the fantasy season here with this goal. Don't rush to get Aaron Wan-Bissaka, just like you're not rushing to get Harry McGuire. Stay
0: away from from United defense. I don't love
1: what's going on They're not going to keep scoring like this. No, I I, I,
0: I definitely don't love what's going on. Scott, is there anything worth discussing with Newcastle other than like for me, Callum Wilson?
1: Uh, I'm not doing anything with like he's he you know he's my boy. We're I'm riding with him, <laughs> and fair enough. I'm doing the same with Saint Maximan. Okay, got nothing here, but that's okay. Saint Maximan two points. Callum Wilson two points.
0: Not buying into anything going on with the Newcastle defense.
1: No, no. I mean Jamal Lewis. it was a tough call that uh, that went against him. That ended up helping Rashford get his 15 points. VAR being used. And I will just say, there is something about a referee going to the pitch side monitor, seeing a play for the second time, yeah. and deciding on a call, even if you don't fully agree. Like, Jamal Lewis, it was kind of a soft touch on on Marcus Rashford. Okay. But the referee goes over the monitor, sees it again, sticks with his call. Yeah, I'm okay. Like, there's something... That reinforces mm-hmm. the validity of the call when yeah. the referee's willing to do that. Sure. Uh, I, I, and so I, I'm with you. I was fully okay I like with that. Uh, let's talk about Manchester City, shall we? Uh, and Arsenal, too. City one, Arsenal nil. Oh, come on, you guys. Um, I mean, there's not a whole lot here. I don't think there's anyone from the...
0: I was club. disappointed with
1: this match. Um, Neither club contributed to the to the uh, Dream no, Team.
0: No, no, no. I don't know if if, if Pep and, and Mikel got together before the match and said, hey, guys, you know, collectively as both teams, let's just kind of run through the motions today. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, you know, Arsenal – Arteta's just trying to keep Arsenal in matches when they're over-talented. And, and City has more talent than them and a bigger budget and everything. And so I, I think Arsenal just I, – I want them to not play so conservative. And I think he's still protecting – his young center back, um, Rob Holding, was supposed to start.
1: Had a hammy before the match. Pre-match Lu- injury. Luis comes in. So, you know. I, it, Honestly, it's, it's those moments that probably make you happy to have David Louise.
0: No. Uh, I, listen, I know, he's one guy I haven't slammed. I, he's made some massive mistakes. Okay. Especially uh-huh. against Liverpool. Salah's owned him multiple times. But ma- <laughs> the majority of the other times, it's been a while since he's really done something stupid. In fact, yeah. since Arteta's been there, you could argue he hasn't done anything stupid. Well, and he's a him leader. and Xhaka. He's a leader too. He-, he is, and and he's okay with not starting. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's at that. Point he's got point. His career, the point in his career yeah, yeah, Where he's yep.
1: okay with not starting. And every club needs that guy. He's
0: mature about it. Yep. And and when he does play, at least for for Arteta, he's played well. Same with Jaka. So. Dave.
1: Free Lacazette.
0: Understood. Why so, is he
1: coming off the bench again in this match?
0: I don't know. I don't think there's any bad blood going on. I, I think it was
1: a a is preference. It Europa League on Thursday. Is that pro- what it is? Pro-
0: probably. That's stupid. Well, that's kind of that we've seen this before, I Scott. No, but it's stupid. Uh, they have a bigger club, and uh, you know. Does,
1: can I ask you a question? Does form matter? So. No, no, just in general. This form, <laughs> it I, I know you know what I'm trying to get you to it do. Should. You're trying to fight a find a way around well, it. Well, no, it should. Does form matter? It should. So Lacazette seven seven seven. Yeah. Through three weeks. Yeah. Then a blank. Yeah. Well, he didn't play. Right. Right. Which Brian, I know, if he were here, would be still be wondering sure. why that
0: happened. Sure.
1: And now a one. Right. He subs in.
0: Yeah. So. The waters Free. are going to get muddied more. Lacazette. The waters are going to get muddied more. K. Y. Okay, why? Gabrielle Martinelli. Ooh, we like
1: Gabriel Martinelli.
0: Uh, we don't like, we love. <laughs> this kid is... Uh, is he is back? Not back yet, okay. but he's going to
1: be coming back training soon over the next month. So why didn't you get money out in Lacazette by selling him on? Europa League specialist. That's your answer, right? Arsenal also need to focus on that competition. So. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Hey, can I can I uh, just spend like a minute on a real life issue? Yes, yeah, Scott, tell me about that issue. I had a real issue with Sergio Aguero putting his hands on the female assistant referee. No doubt. Scott, I, I love that a lot of pundits are coming out and saying it.
0: That is so not appropriate. Period. Never touching a referee should always be the standard. Yeah, and and here's the thing: he doesn't do that. if That's a dude.
1: Not, not that way. Nope. right? He specifically nope. touched it her. Was that was done way because... in a
0: condescending. Yep. Hey, miss, you don't know what's going on.
1: Exactly. And
0: I tell you what: big issue with that. Don't touch referees. Honestly, you shouldn't be talking to linesmen.
1: Now she did great to shrug it off and move on. Yep. She should not have. been She put handled in that it position. professionally. Did you hear Rebecca Lowe in the lowdown? No. She said, "So
0: many women, millions of women around the world, know exactly what that's like." Yeah. She goes, "I watched it first time and I was uncomfortable." She goes, "I le- I sat on it overnight, thought about it, when came back and watched it again the next day, still uncomfortable." She goes, "That is so inappropriate on so many different levels." And when Queen Rebecca says it, I listen. I need to
1: start watching these lowdowns because lowdowns I love-
0: are absolutely unbelievable because she completely comes out of her shell. Yeah. And and she is actually able to give her opinion because she doesn't. She rarely ever gives her opinion. Yep. She throws it to Robbie and Tim. it's not her job. Right. She
1: she steers the ship. She steers the ship. Yep. And then they come back
0: to her, give her her opinion,
1: and I love it. I do. Absolutely not. love it. You she, must. It's a must watch. She is one of the best in her role in any sport in the world. Uh, we're referring to Rebecca Lowe, who, as we said, is is the, the centerpiece main, uh, of, of the NBC NBC's Sports, Sports studio coverage. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Um, By the way,
0: Tim Howard's not good. No, he's not. Scott,
1: Scott, oh. he is.
0: Um, there's no doubt in my mind, and I've never done it, I would absolutely feel more comfortable than him getting up there on that stage and doing what he does. Well, I would also look better. We've had no, the- I'm, not, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> joking? Listen. As a fellow bald. As a fellow bald, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, Tim Howard is, is a good-looking man. I could not grow a beard like him. I have a beard crush on that.
1: You have to be able to get in and out. Real fast, verbally.
0: Yep, in that job. and I'm sure he's got
1: people telling him,
0: but he's too soft spoken. I don't get enough energy, yeah. and he's got to bring it a well, little bit better.
1: And he he gives you sounds as opposed to words half the time. Right. It's really bad. I've never. He's missed new to it, and I'm gonna cut him some slack. He's five. Scott, weeks, early on,
0: early on, I think we five probably felt well. Man. He's not look, getting any better. Scott, here's the thing: we are plus 200 pods in. Yeah. So. We True. we don't our have first to,
1: pod, our first our fifth pod was terrible. I I get you, I grant you that. Right, all right, all right. So all right, I want enough. to cut
0: him a little slack. Fair enough. And, fair enough. and honestly, the standards high. But honestly, in I the beginning, love, we didn't love Martino. I've never not loved Kyle.
1: I mean, I don't like. He was not nearly he, as good in the beginning as he was when he finished. He does weird things sometimes, but I really miss Kyle Martino right yeah. now. No, there's no doubt. Ugh. Hey, right I enough. wish he would have been elected president of U.S. Soccer. That'd have been amazing. I have no idea if he'd be maybe. Any good. Maybe there's still a chance. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, all right, city, city. Yes. We need to discuss city. Scott Sterling scores the goal.
0: De Bruyne doesn't play. No. He is unknown
1: return date. So I honestly, I had to wrestle with this. I, I at the beginning of this pod, I told you, I I had to wrestle with whether or not to send out KDB because number one, can you believe Pep when he says KDB's hurt? I I, I mean, who do you believe these days, right? Ah, yeah. And then of all the people to bring in, son, right? But I had to take a negative four to make. <laughs> I had to take right. a negative four to make that move. Sure. And if I stuck to my principles, I'm bringing someone off my bench who scores one point. In right. hindsight, as opposed to taking the negative four, the risk, bringing in son, putting the C on him, and obviously it worked out pretty well. That's when a negative four goes well. Right. right? That's true. Uh, and I'm, now I'm hoping, obviously, it goes well again in game week six with Harry Kane and uh, and Bruno Fernandez, but. But yeah, KDB legitimately hurt, uh, you know, obviously, for this match. Have you looked at city scores while we're sitting here? I Don't, don't do it, because I want to ask you a question. Who is the highest-scoring defender for Manchester City on the season? Do you have any idea? I don't have that
0: on my screen. Good. I, have, so, I have the midfielders. I know good. where the midfield is. All right,
1: so, so um, give, it, give it your best guess.
0: Sheesh. Uh, who's even played for them? Kyle Walker. That's it's, always
1: kind of the first guess. Because right? I think he's played most of the games. It's Nathan Ake that's shocking 13 does, does he have an assist somehow 13 fantasy points that no does, I mean that he doesn't
0: gets... even make sense city's defense I know I am never touching their defense
1: <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> um, not when Laporte's hurt
0: or not playing or whatever if if Laporte and Diaz were back there I'd consider it. And, and, look, we love to give Walker a little bit of crap. But I tell you what, man, his, he still has got ridiculous closing speed. He makes mistakes, and he's so fast, Scott. I think that probably annoys a lot of people. He's he he so fast, it. he overcomes it. Yeah. But, look, let's discuss the midfield. Sterling is leading their midfield. I love Sterling going forward. I currently own him. But, look, with the Brown out, uh, that probably is going to bring Gunduan into, into play. He's a five point four. I'm not saying go out and buy him, but obviously you also got Bernardo Silva at seven point four. Phil Foden, and is then the guy Foden that at a six six. I think yeah.
1: Foden, what De Bruyne being out guarantees is Foden playing. Time. Well, and you just said six six. That means Foden's price has gone up. So that's a popular move that people have made.
0: Okay, and and his scores are nine, two, two, and six. Yep. Okay, so he's got he's fifty percent on returns at the moment, and at a six six. That is fabulous. You can't ask for much more than that.
1: Let's look at a pair of 1 1s on Sunday, shall we? Yes, I'm still avoiding. 1 1s. Okay, yeah, yeah. let's look at those. And Fulham, Crystal Palace, and Brighton. Anything of note from those matches, Dave? Uh, Brighton. Shockingly, trash
0: birds. I think it's probably worth There's nothing in the Fulham Sheffield match other than. I I don't think it's obvious, Scott, who wins the Christian Beteke Wasteful Player of the Week
1: award. Although. You would not give it to Gareth Bale? You gave it to Gareth Bale. I sure did. I would give it, by far, to Alexander Mitrovich. Okay, so there's a children's book, very well known, (laughs) called Alexander, Different Spelling. Okay. And the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Yeah. That's what Mitrovich had this past Sunday. Scott, not only. (laughs) <laughs> he sky a penalty over the bar?
0: Yep. He also was responsible for giving up the penalty that was scored.
1: Yep. And missed a couple of headers. And then late. he missed some yeah. sitter
0: headers. Well, one was, this, one was pretty I, rough. I felt bad for him. Yeah, uh, He is literally looking up to, to the soccer yes. gods in the sky saying, Why have you cursed me? Yeah, I'm sure he was saying it in his native Serb. And <laughs> I don't know exactly what that what he said, but sure, I can uh, only imagine. Scott, there is nothing from Sheffield, there is nothing from Fulham <laughs> that I personally want in my fantasy lineups. No, And I ergo say we dare not talk anything about them. And Brian is not here to throw in a
1: stat yep. to try to help change my mind. That's true. Fulham basically has a different squad, though, from game week one. And they're not... They're not. It wasn't good yet, horrible, but they're better. And Adamola Lookman, if he plays this way you know for what? the uh, season, uh, fair. That he, is
0: worth mentioning.
1: Lookman he, is is worth mentioning. He's gonna work his way into a mid table club. He's gonna work his way into Aston Villa before the end of the January window. If he doesn't, if he's five oh, but
0: guess, guess who's five point two?
1: I know. I'm not saying jo- he's fancy. Jorginho. real life good. Real let's, life. Very let's good.
0: Let's move on to. Brighton. I still like Ruben
1: Loftus cheek. By the way. That's fair. Well, he needs to show me something. Yeah, sure. Brighton. Brighton and Palace, Scott. You know, Dave, if, if Brian was on this show with us right now, sure, I would tell you what his how to say would be. It would be... Nope, you're not even going to guess it. It's yep. going to be why Alexis McAllister has a space between the Mac and the Alistair. Really? Yeah, and I'd like to know the answer to this, so maybe Brian can give us something. Maybe this could be a teaser for a future episode. Brian, get on it. Why the gap? Why are you talking to him? He's not listening to this. Brian, get
0: on it. Why the gap? You're not listening to this, but why the gap? (laughs) Scott, we love the front three of, and I say we love with with some soft tone. Well, but- Brian nailed it with The the Loompas of the
1: Trash Birds. <laughs> Connolly, Malpey, and Trossard. Yep. With Solly March right behind it, he nailed Solly March. 385 and 3 at March's price. You're also thrilled with those returns. Sure, it's great.
0: He's a 5-0. That's not bad, but again, Jorginho, bad. Jorginho's a 5-2. 21 points at 5. Find find the point two. Go up to Jorginho. All right, fine. Hey, Trossard, uh, Trossard is one point ahead. Of of March at a six o, and I, look, I'm not going out to own any trash birds, but I wouldn't fault you if you owned a Oompa Loompa. Neil Malpay, if you're going to own anyone, that is the direction I'd go. Thirty four points in the season, you know, at the five matches that he's played,
1: he is giving you returns in three. Is it just me or is Monday football not fun? I don't love. I I want
0: the I want the weekend to be over. Uh, on the on Sunday. Yeah. I'm okay so, with
1: that. I can't tell if it's just me and my, my anti-Monday football bias or if it really is bad. But Monday's matches were boring. I mean, Max Kilman for Wolves makes the Dream Team in defense in the uh, Wolves' victory over Leeds. And then Nick Pope in uh, the Snooze Fest, Burnley, and whoever they played, who was it? West Brom. Uh, his 11 points make the Dream Team a goal. Uh, But Monday football, to me, I don't even care about those guys. I mean, a lot of people have Nick Pope and got his 11 points, and they're happy about it. If you have Nick Pope, you had him for this match against West Brom, right? I mean, this is the, like, you were waiting for this match, and and you got the rewards. Aside from that, I mean, these matches were boring.
0: Well, I think him and his owners are satisfied with his return with a goal.
1: Yeah, sure. For, for fantasy, yes. In real life, can I tell tell you that Raul Jimenez is from I, Mexico. We're Americans. So Understood. There's always this underlying Sure, there's uh, a anti-Raul uh vibe that I have. Okay. And so at the end of this match, post like after the goal, I think it was the 90th minute to be honest with you. He has this moment where he gets knocked down and then he kicks out at the defender that mm. knocked him down. And I felt this flash of hatred for Raul that I haven't felt in a long time. That was the uh... – I think part of it was the fact that Wolves' kit kind of looked like – almost like a Mexico kit oh, to be honest with okay. you. Okay. The, the dark red and the green almost got me to Mexico. That looks like a Portugal kit, Scott. It, it is more of a Portugal kit. I okay. agree. but But he's obviously from Mexico. Well – when you're wolves, you have to give a shout out to Portugal, right? I mean,
0: they are an entire Portuguese team <laughs> for the about. most part,
1: so it makes total sense why that's maybe their third kit. But anyway, um, Scott, look, yeah, you're right. I think Raul. we need to
0: mention Kilman. Brian could tell me who he was in for, but he's a four O defender playing in Wolves. In his two matches, they've had two clean sheets. Now, granted, they're against Fulham and Leeds. <laughs> well, okay,
1: you, you probably weren't predicting this at Leeds.
0: Nope. You weren't, and I would not have predicted it at Leeds, but Kilman ends up with a 9 and a 12 yeah. in his two matches that he's played this season. Now, someone's going to look at that and go, oh, okay. He's given, uh, he's playing defense for us, yet giving us a little bit of a boost there. He's getting bonus points. He's gotten three bonus points, Scott, in both the matches. Crazy. Says something. It's true. Kilman's doing something.
1: Yeah. So if you're wild carding, Max Killman is in your defense.
0: I'm just saying, like right now, I got Jimmy Dunn in my and I hadn't been able to get him out.
1: K- I would Killman, love to yeah, I Killman would love to have better. a week
0: where I don't have to replace a, a Virgil van Dyke injured <laughs> or a Kevin DeBrowne, injured. Who? who's 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 this Virgil van Dyke of it, whom you yeah, speak? Exactly. We'll get to him, no, I think uh, will we? this podcast. Will we? Bottom line is if I don't have to replace those guys for injury, yeah, I'm going to Killman. I'm getting my he's my new four oh. My 4-0 defender. Now, granted, who knows? Maybe he's just a sub for a few weeks.
1: Yeah, I, Scott, I, I don't
0: know if it's Tomato or Marcal. I, I don't know, Scott. Uh, Brian, where point, are you to tell me how to say that?
1: Kilman is, is probably your, your, your Wolves defender. He has shown
0: that he can come in and play. He's got, like I said, he's got the three bonus points in each of the matches that he's played
1: that says something. All right, there's only one guy left in the Dream Team to talk about. Uh, Michael Keane for Everton gave you eight fantasy points. Scott, what game would that be? What game are we going to have to discuss when we discuss a Michael Keane? I don't think he played in the game. I think he just did (laughs) something to get eight fantasy points. The Merseyside (laughs) Derby happened this weekend. Can I just tell you, Dave? Scott? Yeah, it started the weekend. It started the weekend
0: bright and early, 7.30 here on the East Coast in the U.S. of A. I woke up to watch it. Make your toast your bagel, put the butter, the cream cheese on it.
1: Scramble the eggs. Five cups of fry coffee. Fry the bacon. No, nope, I just said fi- the coffee. I just said five cups of and coffee.
0: Enjoy your breakfast with the Barclays Premier League. I wish it was still Barclays, but Barclays but you know what I'm yeah.
1: saying. Uh huh. Um, when this match was over, I was exhausted. Exhausted. You were men- mentally exhausted. You
0: were exhausted with Twitter? You were exhausted with Slack. You were exhausted with me.
1: Football. You were exhausted with football in general. I didn't watch anything else until Saturday night. I recorded the rest and watched it hours later. I get it. I have never wanted to drink more at 9.45 (laughs) in the morning than I did this past Saturday. Scott, I get it. I get it. And look, I know you and my brother think I was trolling. Truthfully, I wasn't. Still do. And that's... Still do. I, can't. I don't so, know what else to say. Say say why. Say why. What was your opinion on the VVD? Okay. Pickford tackle. Do we need to discuss what happened? No, everyone knows about it All by right. now. So Virgil, my is-
0: opinion on on that play was this. Uh it was it was a foul. Okay. It was a pino. Was a penalty kick for me. As long as it's not offside, sure. Okay. Was was a yellow card. Uh-huh. I would not have given a red.
1: What? Why a yellow and not a red? Because for me,
0: my understanding of the rules is it's got to be violent conduct. Okay, he- hear me out. Now, I think and that, that I can remember. I don't remember a card, a red card, where there, where there wasn't a boot to flesh, hand to face, or a verbal cursing of someone or the referee. Now, I'm not saying that a red card can't happen, but at least those three things tend to deem violent conduct. Pickford hit Virgil with his body. He did not hit him with a boot, with, with a cleat, with the studs up. Okay, he, I know you said earlier he scissored on, on the slack. Again, you guys follow us on Slack, it gets lively. OK, so
1: <laughs> maybe it's too much. There
0: was not, not necessarily a, a scissor action that someone else this weekend got a got a card for. OK, but
1: look, did he have two legs in the air? It was. It was did he have two legs in the air uh, on each side of Virgil's leg?
0: Yes, there was not a scissor motion. OK, but his crotch ended up near the near the inside of Virgil's knee and or on his calf, which can
1: only happen if you are surrounding Virgil's legs with your legs.
0: Look, they were both going for a ball on the backside. I sure. don't think that in that moment, and who got there first? that Jordan Pickford thought, "Oh my gosh, here's my chance to take Virgil out for the season." Totally agree.
1: I don't think there was any intent. And yet, that's what was it a tad clumsy? Intent doesn't matter. Don't you dare say intent. We have gone into this for years. Intent has nothing to do with this. I'm so mad you brought that word into this. Just wanted to say it. All right, now listen. Forgive me for my outburst. That's okay.
0: All right. It's an emotional moment, so there, it, that is okay. Emotion
1: is good. We're talking about a match that never happened, right? Because Liverpool didn't play this past weekend. I've blocked so one, this out. One of my way. thoughts
0: was this. If he doesn't get hurt, do you st- are you still clamoring for a red? And, he, and here's the other thing. Yes. Not, okay, and hear me out. Not one Liverpool player went to Oliver and was motioning that, he should, that there should be a card and or an ejection. Now, it could have been complete shock that the captain, Superman, is down on the ground. Okay, so so I want to preface that, but there wasn't one player that went to him and said, that needs to be a card. There wasn't one.
1: But there's also a VA, VAR check for offside that's right, going now, on
0: first. I wanted to bring something up to you that you don't even know yet, but I saw this earlier. Okay, D- Daily Mail, online. Their top, their top uh, article currently at this moment, Monday night, uh-huh. uh, is VAR forgot the rules. Remarkable revelation as it emerges, Merseyside Derby video referee David Coote yep. didn't know he couldn't give Jordan Pickford a red card for a horror lunge with Virgil van Dyke in an offside position. Now, I'll say that. Oliver never went for any card. Okay, Oliver saw the whole thing. And so all I'm saying is I do agree. I think initially in the broadcast they were saying, well, it, it would, they ruled offside first, so they can't look at it. Well, no, that's not true. You can always look at it. Now – Yeah, because my first thought was if Slavon Villa can get a red card but, at halftime. But here's the other thing. Here's the other thing I thought about. Yeah. In order for it to be a, a, a ruled red, right, they're typically like – they look at fouls. So oftentimes VAR can look at a foul, uh, that was a red, that wasn't but Oliver didn't even call a whistle for a foul.
1: Well, if, if, but if David Coote thinks that's a straight red card, he, he can no, look no, at it. No, no. The
0: article doesn't say that. He didn't know that he could review it
1: afterwards. Okay, so that's a problem. This is the same No doubt a problem. This is the same I am with you, David Coote, who that. was taken off of VAR duty back in February when he missed Loselso's tackle on Espilaqueda. I am with you. Why I'm, is he VAR? Understood. For a Merseyside derby, not just any Merseyside derby. This is first place Everton, second place Liverpool. Understood understood listen i'm with you in this sense i'm
0: just saying again when i look at it i don't think that um pickford was trying to hurt him and oh, i, but I, and I don't on, care I know, about that. I know i know i know cuz i just brought intent back i'm sorry was we'll stick was we'll stick that's with irrelevant. it that's irrelevant again i said from the beginning it was a foul it was a penalty kick and it was a yellow card it for me, it Dave, was not a red card can i ask you a question what what is the definition of the red card rule violent behavior yeah,
1: serious foul play that That was not serious foul play. So let me ask you this. So Pickford goes in with both legs. Yeah. And tears Virgil's ACL. Uh, It's horrible. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're saying that it's different if Pickford goes in with one leg and draws blood on Virgil's calf. Yeah. That's stupid. I don't think so. That's I, stupid. I, 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 really,
0: I really don't think so.
1: Virgil can play because with a sore on his calf. He cannot play with a torn ACL. Sure. There is no such sure. thing. But, 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 there's like, no but there's no way. There's no conduct more violent than tearing someone's ACL. But you're
0: taking the result and imputing that
1: uh, but I'm not. on what the decision because should Because you been. can see the hyperextension of the knee caused by nothing other than Jordan Pickford's tackle. Unfortunately, accidents happen. Agreed. And I hate that. Agreed. I but I literally do act- hate
0: that because he's. I, I really do. Listen, um, I never liked John Terry, but respected him. But Virgil's an awesome dude. I, I. How do you not like? How do you not not like him? Okay, I'm not rooting against it.
1: I'm just giving you my opinion, and I'm not just doing it to be contrarian. I think you're wrong. That's fair. I absolutely think you're. Wrong. That's fair. And I don't think I'm wearing Liverpool glasses to say that. I don't. Obviously, I can't detach the emotional. Sure, I mean Liverpool looked amazing at the beginning of this match. There's no doubt, they looked like they were going to score seven on Everton. They at the looked start like of this Spurs match. did in the beginning of their match, and then ever, and then, and then this happens, and it was like a gut punch. And Liverpool yeah. had to find it again, and yeah. it took them a few minutes, but they did. I mean, credit to Liverpool for carrying on, and and. Honestly, that VAR call at the end was was another gut punch. And we'll see how Liverpool you know responds to this. You think no, you win Scott, the match. That I'm with you hundred percent in. Well, you're not with me hundred percent in because this is this is the world we live in. The VAR? I posted this. Yeah, the Saudi money. goal. I'm with you. I'm with you in that the VAR. Was out. Well, you're with me on the fact that this is what the world we live in, and every club gets these calls called against them at some point. And that's that's where I'm at. I'm I'm less upset about that.
0: Well, I I would be more upset about that. I mean, you're right. This is the world we live in. My problem for, for Liverpool is in that moment as a neutral watching this game was he can't score with his arm, so how can that be offside? I thought we'd had. I thought we'd discuss this. That's why they were going
1: with the armpits. They're, no, they're going just below the armpit now, and that's why the line was drawn where it was. That was the change in the rule that, that took place. And because Mane was leaning back with his arm just a little bit, he's offside. If he's leaning the other way, just leaning the other way, Liverpool wins this match.
0: That's a, a horrible, horrible decision, and I hate that for them.
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely do. The one thing that's lost in all this, for most of most of this, I, some people have, have talked about this, mentally, this is the first time Everton fights to a draw with Liverpool in a match like this. Carlo Ancelotti has Everton in a place where they feel like they wow. can they can hold their own. Wow. Right? Yep. I mean Everton that, doesn't they draw. are they
0: are men they are they are they're absolutely different. more mentally tough. Yeah they're different. Uh, there is no doubt about it. I mean look credit credit to Ancelotti I can't believe I, I can't remember if I've said this before but he walked in and he in to the clubhouse and he looked at Calvert Lewin and he said you are my striker. Yeah. He said, "I'm not signing anyone" because I was there. He called me up and told me this afterwards. And he you, said, you, "You understand He said, "Listen, accent. David." He goes, "I walked in and I told <laughs> I told DCL, I looked at him and I said, "Listen, you are my guy. I believe in you and and I'm not bringing anyone else in. It's you. You." Okay? You who's never scored more than 10 goals in the season. You are going to score 20 goals this season. That belief, Scott, yeah. that you yeah. often talk about, he instilled in him, bringing in Decore, massive. I, yeah. A massive underly rate, underrating signing that won't get much headlines. Decore does all the dirty work, okay? He compliments Andre Gomez in that midfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then, and then then of course, they bring in Rodriguez to compliment DCL and Rasharlison up top, Wilson, who gets a red card. Um, look, I know that you and my brother love to hate Wilson after that. He's easy to hate. I know. I know. And honestly, I hate agreeing with both of you, but I'm I'm with you. Um and then, you know, look, they bring in another guy, Alan, Alan, however we like to say it. Look, I'm just saying they brought in some people and now Yeah. you know, quality signings. I'm just saying they their weak spots are goalkeeper. <laughs> you put Emiliano Martinez on that team? Holy <laughs> top four. I mean,
1: forget Top four, write them in. Top four if Emiliano Martinez is on that. Robin Olsen will be in goal before the end of the season. All right. Uh, I mean, hey, listen, though. Pickford, you know, he did more to help Everton than anyone has. You take out Virgil van Dyke on Liverpool. I mean, you've helped out the entire league.
0: Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, It's interesting and weird how you say that. But, yes, I get it. Look, Dominic Calvert-Lewin has gone up 0.7 from the beginning of the season. And Rodriguez has gone up 0.4. Uh, Listen, Everton, um, arguably that's one of their tougher tests that they're going to face in a while as they have at Southampton, at Newcastle, Home United, at Fulham, home leads at Burnley in yeah, their next seven matches. Don't get rid of any Everton players you have. No, no. Certainly in fact, not. if you need to add some, maybe <laughs> yeah. add add, add a Dina? No, no, no. Maybe add a Keen? Keen's I a 5-1, Scott. I just, I, I think they're going to have some clean sheets coming their way despite Pickford.
1: All right. Just throwing that out there. Three really quick things that I skipped as we went through these matches. And I Two forgot one thing. All right, perfect. So it's our last things. Sure. In the spirit of Brian. Look, look
0: at this, Brian.
1: Uh Keppa back in goal. Still can't Kepa clean sheet. Wow. Giving wow. up that second goal, that was pretty bad.
0: Uh he's he is not good.
1: Yeah. Not for Chelsea, he's not.
0: Uh, He's not good for anyone.
1: Not right now, he's not.
0: He's not good for a championship-level club.
1: Okay. I Uh, mean, I can't argue with you. Stop. Thank you. Think about it for one second. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was really bad. There's something... Like, I love tennis. And honestly, anytime I want to be upset about something with the rules in soccer, I think about the rules in tennis. Because tennis just has it... They have it locked down, man. Like, with the immediate replay and the challenge system... Uh, just it's all so good. Um, how about but, jo- how
0: about Djokovic losing by like a less than a millimeter on that serve? Remember <laughs> that in the in the French Open?
1: Listen, I, I, yeah, I mean, and and we're in the golden age of ten men's tennis right now. With you know, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's, it's over, it's, it's ending, yeah. But, yeah. but but I mean, with Federer and Adal Djokovic, it's been amazing. But I say, i like to say, still though, at its most compelling tennis, a lot of times. You'll, you'll occasionally see these matches where you know someone might be like, struggling through cramps mm. in between points, right, sure. or with some kind of injury. And it's just – it you get sucked in because it's so compelling to see this person try to fight through. Sure. I felt the same way watching Carl Darlow mm. try to carry on for Newcastle against he United. He grinded. Well, it didn't go well. <laughs> it didn't go well. But he tried his best. And you know it's 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 sad because like Newcastle, I don't even know if they used all their subs. I I assume they did. Mm. I didn't do the research to know this, but Steve Bruce kept him out there. He tried to fight through, and it obviously didn't go well in the end. But I was all in watching Carl Darlow fight through uh, what ended up being a losing a losing cause.
0: And now it's time for Scott's stat of the day.
1: Uh, Scott's stat of the day number one. Number one, Dave. And he gets that is. Number one, the amount of
0: shots that Burnley and West Brom had collectively <laughs> together in the
1: match, not even on target, period. Excellent job. Because okay. even though that's not right, it all is right. from that match. I believe that's the first nil nil result of the season. Oh, okay. In, in the Premier League. There haven't been many. Number one came in that match. If any at all. Yeah, number one, Burnley West Brom. It was brutal. Scott, my last thing was this.
0: I I teased a Frank Lampard quote earlier in the pod, and when we were discussing Chelsea, I forgot to mention it. Uh, Manager quote of the week. Scott, in true Dos Equis fashion, I swear Frank has led us into a little part of his world when he says this. We don't concede many shots, but when we do, we concede goals. Oh <laughs> uh, right. that is fantastic. I have to believe he went home and drank some Dose after that. Nice. Look up some Dosekis ads if you don't know what I'm talking about.
1: Very good. Dave, do you have any idea? Now you have already made one transfer, right? I made two transfers. Two transfers. Tell us what they
0: were. Uh, Sterling to Katie or Katie B to Sterling and okay. then Leno to Emiliano Martinez, the Superman. Okay. Dumb move, honestly. Dumb move on me because I'm kind of going to be probably locking myself into a minus, minus eight. I didn't have to move Leno out, although I wanted to get Martinez's price rise or assumed price rise. It actually did not go up. I thought it was going to. But then again, Virgil's price didn't drop either. So I probably got to get rid of Virgil. I'm hoping that they lock his price in, and and but I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm going to probably have to take a minus eight this week because I got to get rid of an injured Debrunna and an injured Virgil because I don't want to lose money on them. Yeah. The the money is too hard to earn back and and I'm just I'm really skittish about losing money when I can see the drop like going to happen. And sure. and look, my my squad value at the moment is a 101.8. So wow. I just I want to keep that thing rolling. That's great. You know I've had some guys I haven't had to move. A lot of that is in
1: DCL and Rodriguez and and some yep. others. So just just want to keep keep that ball moving. Very good. Who are you going to captain? Any early indications for game week six? Yeah, captain this week I've moved Sterling in and they're playing at West Ham. Currently he
0: is my captain. I like a home captain though. I don't hate Rashford at home to Chelsea. What, okay. that Chelsea defense I need to be worried about? Yeah. Just saying. And then I don't hate Alexander Arnold, uh,
1: a home captain, the Sheffield. Wow. So I, wow. Would,
0: I would I would, lean in those directions. All
1: right, so I have Trent Alexander-Arnold. I don't have the first two guys you mentioned. I do have Mo Salah. So if you're willing to go to Ar- Alexander-Arnold, as someone who also has Salah, would you recommend I captain Mo Salah yeah. home against Sheffield? Yeah,
0: love a home Salah captain. Yeah, always true. I think I feel like that's a no-brainer. If I had Salah, I would captain him at home.
1: I also have Son and Kane, but they're away against Burnley.
0: Yeah, I just I would just stay away from uh, from. Look, they're they're hot though. I don't fault
1: anyone sticking with them. Like yeah. their form's wicked hot. So Captain Mo has been worth it this season, though. There's he, no doubt he's done great. Agree. We didn't even talk about him, but he scored a goal, a really nice goal in the Merseyside Derby. He didn't have time to think about it, so he did well. No, he be. just he just rocketed one in. DCL is away against Southampton. Yeah, don't
0: I mean South Southampton will give up some goals. M- McCarthy was pretty shaky this past week, yeah. so I don't doubt that DCL probably won't score. I just this is gonna sound crazy. I don't love a forward captain. I get it. I I like midfield. You captains. get most
1: points from the midfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, When yeah. They
0: score, it's more points. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. now when when forwards do score, they tend to get all the bonus points. Well, and so, if they
1: score in bunches like Harry Kane,
0: they definitely you get a get lot of points, points, right? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. No, Mo Sal is probably the guy. I, I already mentioned Obama Yang and Bamford out. I'm I'm terrified that Aubameyang is going to turn it around now that I've transferred him out. But I I wanted to go to Bruno Fernandez and Harry Kane. I had it's the a money move. in my bank to do.
0: I don't fault you at all. In fact, I I, I almost trying to figure out how how you did that. Like you must have had some money in the bank.
1: I did. Okay, I had, I had almost I think I had almost four pounds Jeez. in the bank. What are you doing leaving that much money in there? Uh, I mean, it took a negative four last week, so okay. it's not like I'm not making moves. All right, fair enough. Took a negative four to make these moves, obviously, as well. Uh, let's take a quick look at the FPL America Podcast League. The top four are all unchanged, today. Really? Dogfather FC, that's Dan, is still number one. He had 84 points in game Look week. at you, bud. Super Franks 11, Ryan, we see you're 76, second place. Crofty with 73 stays in third. And uh, Waldy, long live Pochettino, 70 points. He is still in fourth. And uh, Brian's favorite, Daniel Levy, is Saitama. Moves (laughs) up to fifth.
0: Scott, I'm proud of our league. Uh, I moved. I had green arrows everywhere, but our league, our mini, mini league this week as I dropped places. So, yeah. Credit to anyone who had the green arrows this week. Well, well done. Hey, Richie, I you Farka Ingsme. You might be my favorite name team. 91. Well done. And look, we I would be remiss if we didn't give a shout out, not that he listens, to uh Deadball Brothers podcast at Drew in yeah. our mini-mini league. Uh having a massive week, not using a chip dude crushed out a 103. Yep. How about them apples? Yep. Well done. His team was loaded with Calvert Lewin Kane, Captain Kane, Werner Foden, Sala Rodriguez, Son, Lamty Hama or James from Chelsea,
1: Rhys James, Saiz and Martinez. And hey, by the way, Rhys James uh, benched again for Espilacueta. I silently gloated to myself when I saw that once it's again. Fair.
0: He's had some attitude issues recently. It's not a talent thing.
1: All right. You just keep finding reasons to be okay with Reese James. That's my final thing. Anything else, Dave, from you? Uh sure.
0: Understand with Reese James, he is uh, out of the five games, he's played three full and sat the last two, so we'll see what happens. I do not have anything else. All I know is that uh football happened this past weekend. <laughs> football happened the weekend before as Villa lost a 7-2 uh, to Liverpool.
1: Two weekends before. Uh, there's an international break in there. Oh, uh, Whatever. It
0: all blends together. But it's going to
1: happen this y- next you weekend. You know what?
0: I'm f- so thankful that there's not an international break this weekend. That's right. Hey, check your lineups. Set them. Make some transfers. Don't be <laughs> scurred. Hey, for the oh, f- oh, hey,
1: no, no, no. Don't close this. First Friday match of the season. Is it this week? Is this coming weekend. Okay. Here we go. You're in here first. Friday. No. <laughs> what? You heard it here first. Doubtful. But uh, make sure your lineup is set on Friday before that Aston Villa-Leeds match, which is actually, you wouldn't have thought this a month ago. But I'm excited a, for that game. That's a good Friday. I'm okay Friday with that. Friday football is almost as bad as Monday football usually. Uh, but Villa-Leeds could be sneaky good. I'm okay with that. we good. That's
0: going to be fun to watch, uh, especially with me throwing Bamford out there against my, uh, Newest keeper in Martinez. Hey, for the FBL America <laughs> podcast, this is David Smith. <laughs> Until next time.